Welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast. This is the show where we talk about art, what it has to do with your life, and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Now, it's been a while since our last podcast, a lot longer than I thought it would be. Our family was in the U.S. on furlough, and then it was one thing on top of another. My son, Aiden, was in a terrible bike accident and had to be hospitalized for a month then had to drop out of college for a semester as he continued to meet with doctors and heal. Fortunately, he's doing a lot better now. Thank you so much for those of you who've been following his progress on the Caringbridge site. In fact, last week, I'm happy to announce that he was even named Athlete of the Week for a win on the crew team. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a really hard road. Then my mother was dying from ovarian cancer and she passed away a number of months later. Then I had trouble getting back to Japan, and I was separated from my family for a time. And then finally we make it back and really saw the ways that the pandemic had been wreaking havoc. It's taken everything we've had just to try to put out the fires and keep going. I can't tell you how hard it's been for missionaries around the world. And For example, there was one woman who traveled to another country to participate in a conference Then her host country shut down due to a second wave of COVID. She couldn't get back and was stuck for over a year, if you can imagine, apart from her husband. Many missionary families struggled in limbo, stuck in the U.S. as they waited for borders to open back up. This was especially hard on missionary kids. When you're outside the school too long, without opportunity to hear the host language, you really do fall far behind. Your world becomes an English-speaking world. So COVID's disrupted marriages, it's disrupted kids, it's disrupted families, and parents were tearing their hair out with kids home in very small spaces, usually much smaller spaces than the average American home. One of our Japanese staff, a sweet, quiet woman, was actually sued by the man downstairs over noise complaints. The judge eventually threw the case out, but it was still really stressful during the time when there's a lot of other stressful things going on. And all this stress has caused so much friction in relationships. Missionary teams are falling apart because of these things. Churches are falling apart because of these things. So many pastors have stepped down because of all the division in their churches. People are unhappy. And they're taking it out on their leaders. Depression, discouragement, disillusionment, overwork, burnout, you know, the list goes on. So even now, two and a half years later, Japan is still under restrictions. We've had to limit the number of people who can come to worship each Sunday. And just yesterday, I got an email from a woman who was upset that she was turned away from the retreat because of space restrictions. I mean, we're turning people away. <laughs> it's, this is not the way we would ever imagine doing ministry would be like. There's huge plastic barriers at tables all over Tokyo, making conversation all but impossible. And the waiters want you to sit diagonally across a table. So you can imagine how noisy those rooms are. Everyone's trying to shout to the person on the other side of the barrier. It's just a mess. You know, it really is a terrible mess. But God is working, and I'll be sharing some of those stories in the weeks ahead. So, 
during this time, we did what we could. You know, one of the things we did was start Community Arts Media, a publishing arm to our ministries here in Japan, creating resources. That's always been part of the vision, but during COVID, we formalized it. So, Community Arts Media to publish and distribute books, ebooks, audiobooks, sheet music, music albums, videos, and all the rest. And I'm excited to announce that our first book is coming out on November the 1st, 2022, Living in Full View of the God of Grace. It'll be in English and Japanese, in hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audiobook, on Amazon, and wherever else you pick up your book. So I encourage you to check it out. It really has encouraged me working on this project during such a difficult time, and I know it'll encourage you as well. So, I'd like to kick off our podcast series once again by sitting down with the author, Bruce Young, and his wife, Susan. Hi, Bruce and Susan. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having us. It's a privilege. We are looking forward to enjoying time with you, Roger. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, before we get into talking about the book and some other things, I want to start with uh, Bruce asking you about, I know that you're you're finding a disease right now that makes your speech slow. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's called ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and affects my muscular and nervous system and therefore slows down my speech and a little bit slurred and whatnot. It's what the Lord has given, and uh, I'm I'm. Very thankful that he's sustained me to this whole process of writing this book that you helped me with. Yeah, I, um, I, you, before we start recording, Susan, you were telling me about how God has a sense of humor. What did you mean by that? <laughs> well, I married a man who was an amazing athlete, three sports in college and tennis and golf on the side. And, um, of all things to happen to him, to not be able to have that uh, physical ability anymore, struggling with walking and whatnot. Um, When we looked at what the Lord had given us, uh, we had to make a decision about how we were gonna uh, move forward. And we decided that every day is a gift from God and that God is a good God He can only do Mm -hmm. good things. Mm -hmm. And so this was going to be for our good. We were going to see it that way. And that's been really helpful to know that God is with us in this and he has a purpose in it. And it's enabled us to move forth with joy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, let's talk about this book now. So Living in Full View of the God of Grace. Um, when I first heard about this project, I was really excited about it. Just the imagery that we, I'm holding the copy in my hand right now. And the, the thing what you can see on the cover is Mount Fuji is peeking out and there's a golden glow on it. But then there's these trees, a line of dark trees that are blocking our view of the mountain. And in the book, you give us this imagery that what if that mountain is the God of grace. What are the trees in our life that block us from being able to see this God and to see his grace? And the more I looked and thought about the message, it's like the more I craved it in my own life as well, does everyone mm. needs grace. Can you tell us a little bit about why, 
why did you find the message of this book uh, important enough to write? Yeah, it was based on a real experience I had driving to a meeting at the foothill of Mount Fuji, and I was really enjoying the view. It was beautiful. But then that row of trees came, and I thought, what is it in our lives, especially in Japan, for Japanese Christians blocks that view of the God of grace. And as I thought about that, I realized that there are a number of things unique to Japanese culture, especially the importance of like performance and looking good and evaluating your worth to your contribution to the group that you belong to, your family, your company. And that is elevated to such a high level in Japanese culture. It seeps into the church as well. You know, how you look, how you're performing, what you, whether you're doing the right things as a Christian. And so it be, quickly becomes a performance-oriented view of yourself and God. All those things just help me formulate in my mind the importance of trying to help Japanese Christians to see. And sometimes it's helpful from an outsider's perspective to see what the struggles are in that particular culture. And so having grown up there as a kid and then worked there as a missionary for 30 years, I mm. uh, felt that that was God's calling to me. I'm not an author or writer, but I thought this, I need to do this. What do you think are some of the challenges that missionaries face uh, in order? What are the trees that block our view of the God of grace? Yeah, I mean, uh, missionaries live under a similar pressure. I think like uh, performing well, being successful in your ministry, comparing yourself to what others are doing, giftedness, language, um, evangelism, all this is a pressure that puts missionaries under the pressure of performing in different ways than the Japanese Christians, but the result is the same. We take our eyes off the God of grace and try to find their worth and value and comfort in what we're doing rather than who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I um, was putting together, editing the book, you know, we're now two years into COVID, which has wreaked havoc on our our ministry in Japan, our, our missionary team, my own family. Um, my, my son was in a, a terrible accident, and so we're trying to recover from that as a family. And my mom is struggling with cancer. Her doctor told her this is probably her last spring. Um, and just on and on, there's so many things. I was like, I needed so desperately to to meditate on grace, to be under the waterfall, the spring of grace, mm -hmm. and um, to be able to go through this page by page was just such a blessing to me. 
And I was, I'm no, more sure than ever that people <laughs> need the, this message. They need this book that really can encourage mm -hmm. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in English as well as Japanese. And the reason being, in addition to that, we need to see how the gospel applies to every culture. And every culture is different, but the answer is always the same that our true identity is not in what we do, but who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. I've heard it said a lot that we need to not think less of ourselves, but look at ourselves less, <laughs> that we need uh. to be looking <laughs> at God, right? Yeah. And just the, the beauty, I mean, again, the imagery of this book is that God is this beautiful snow-capped Fujisan against mm. a clear blue sky and and he's, the mountain is always there. We just need to look at it, you know, mm. to stop looking at the trees or the ground and the dirt. <laughs> but remember that he is there and he's faithful and he's mm. waiting for us. Our circumstances can be very, very difficult. But if we keep our focus on God, it, it can totally change the way we see our circumstances. We to see God clearly is to uh, love him more. When you are contemplating him, who he is, what he's done, uh, and what he's done for us specifically, the love that he's extended to us, the forgiveness, the kindness, the faithfulness, and, and to know that we're safe because of all that Jesus has done for us, then it's easy, easier, much easier to be secure and to rest and to focus on um, how we can extend that same knowledge and understanding to others so that they can serve God and serve uh, those around them. Mm -hmm. It's such a blessing to free us up from looking at ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else about the message of the book that you want to make sure that people listening hear? I'd love to help people understand that the gospel is not one solution, but the only solution. By that, I mean, for example, how do you get rid of a judgmental, critical, proudful heart. And if your criteria is to build your self-esteem on your performance and you're doing well, you can't help but look down at others. On the other hand, if you're not doing well, what's going to pick you up if you're looking to performance? In the gospel, we realize that is not because we're performing right, but Christ has done it for us and our identity is tied in him. That brings humility and compassion together. And that's the only way we can get both humility and a compassionate heart towards others rather than being judgmental. This is an example that applies so well, to Japanese culture, where there is a lot of that um, one up on the other person or the person who 
doesn't do well, is a failure, often commits suicide, or has this dark cloud over them all the time. The gospel gets rid of both of those things. Thank you. Yeah, before we we end this podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about how much you've really said some, both of you have said some really kind things to me and my team over the years about why um, the arts can play a role in church planting. That there's this image, you know, that you, that the best missionaries are the pastors or the ones who are leading the Bible studies, but to to come in when I came in as a new missionary and trying different things with music and arts and painting, all these different things, just giving me permission to make mistakes, giving me that grace <laughs> that you, you were teaching me when I went through the training for Mission mm-hmm. to the World and saying that uh, God is going to use this in Japan. Like, What would you tell artists who are considering being missionaries or, or who are missionaries now who are listening to this? Well, human beings are not one-dimensional. When you read scripture, you see that God is a person who loves beauty. When you see all the time he spent giving directions to people how to build the temple, when you read the poetry in the Psalms, um, the songs of praise from different people in the Bible, like Miriam or Mary, you realize these things all all speak to us and to different aspects of who we are as human beings. And music is part of that. Visual arts is part of that. The more ways that you can find to communicate the beauty of the gospel, the, the more beautiful it becomes. You're just filling it out mm-hmm. you know visually audibly verbally just it, it just fills it out it makes it fuller you see more of who god is and the beauty of who god is and and uh, his creativity and he's given people the gifts to be able to do that i wouldn't be one of those but i certainly enjoy the arts and mm-hmm. uh so appreciate my brothers and sisters who have those gifts to be able to bring the fullness of who God is, the largeness, the, yeah, the wideness of who God is uh, to the church mm-hmm. and those who are seeking. That's a great hooks to bring people in. And there's probably, maybe I'm prejudiced, but there's probably not a country in the world with a higher level of artistic value in everything. It can be food, the way you present it, or music, or gardens, or just straight art, uh, photography. It's amazing how gifted Japanese people are for some reason. And um, to, as a Christian, say, well, that's a secular thing. That's not a something that God is involved in. is a huge mistake. And they need to know that the Creator God, who is creative beyond measure, has bestowed to us an extent 
of that creativity that when we express it, we express our image of God in us. And to have that understanding frees up Japanese Christians Mm. to use what they have. Mm. And I've seen so much talent and giftedness in these areas, but Japanese uh, Christians say, well, that's um, that's not something that is part of my Christian life is a is a big loss, and so I I'm so glad there's a team like yours who devoted to help people grow in this understanding mm-hmm. and demonstrate it and use it, not just within the church but even outreaching to to people mm-hmm. saying look. We can do these things and enjoy these things because we have a creative creator who takes the light in it. Hmm. It's definitely yeah. a, a fun experiment to, to have a team of just artists who are trying <laughs> to share these things and yeah, resource yeah. the church playing movement. And even to, like the message of the book, you know, to see, uh, Susan, you were talking about seeing God clearly and how that mm. just comes across. Um, in so many different ways and the arts can kind of mm. um, help you know blow those clouds away from the mountain yes. so we can see the yes. mountain and uh, you know cut down those mm. trees that are blocking <laughs> the view mm. yeah my son's an arborist we could do beautiful things with those trees too we can <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just think we're we're so limited and we just need to be freed up to enjoy every single aspect of who God is and how he's made us each one necessary to express just a bit of who he is and and his beauty. I think one of the things I look forward to having is to explore creativity without any fear of shame or judgment or being self-conscious just to be able to do it for me for example playing the piano i'm not very good and i'm embarrassed to do it in front of others to have that lifted taken away will be a totally new dimension Yoshi's expressing his glory to God. <laughs> Our sweet dog. He agrees. <laughs> Good boy, Yoshi. <laughs> well, I thought it would be fun to end with uh, playing a little clip from a video of an interview that was done mm. just uh, a year ago. And um, uh, the guy who didn't speak English till he was six. <laughs> Have a listen, and then we'll comment on it. So talk about the relationship between uh, the church and the arts and what's, what that is like in Japan, how that's impacting. Well, I think you're really sitting on a, line, um, a minefield, a gold. Mine. Uh, go- <laughs> totally uh, different gold. things, Chris. Minefield, gold mine. <laughs> Gold when mine, it's your second me. language, sometimes you get your metaphors yeah. mixed up a little bit. <laughs> I think you're sitting on gold. Let's put it that way. Because Japan, there's probably no country in the world that's as artistic oh as Japan.
This is a legitimate means of communicating the gospel on a much deeper level than just opening up the Bible and saying, this is who God is or whatever. Using art as a form of expression that's legitimate, using art uh, galleries and churches to say, you know, this is an expression of God's creativity in us, we're made in his image, he's made us this way, and it's legitimate to express our, ourselves that way. I think God's really gonna use that in Japan. It's not a gimmick, it's it's part of, our, of who we are as people, as human we beings, created in, in his God. image. So, tap into it, you know, and use it. Use it. Whatever way we can. And I'm thankful uh, for, you, for you all I think it's so exciting. Some of us could only like cook, you know, or teach English. <laughs> this is much more fun to go to a concert or, or use see English, an art exhibit. English <laughs> as a, you know, everyone wants to learn English, and we've used a lot of that over the years. But now we're taking it to a different level, I yeah. think. How do you react to it? Well, I still feel, feel that we, you're all on a gold mine. Gold mine. That's <laughs> yeah. a good analogy. I like that. Uh, ready uh. to take advantage and enjoy what's there in Japan in the area of arts. Huge potential there. Mm-hmm. The riches, the treasure, what right. God has put there. And mining's hard work. It's not mm-hmm. easy to mine gold, right? <laughs> but what you get... At the end, it's beautiful, brilliant reflection. Can give a reflection of who God is. So keep mining. <laughs> we will. We'll keep it up. Well, thank you so much for your encouragement, and I'll try to pass that on to others as well as you have through this podcast. Anyway, wow. thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It's been That's a good. pleasure. Thank you. Always. <laughs> Living in Full View, the God of Grace is available everywhere from November the 1st, 2022. So I encourage you to pick up a copy and check it out for yourself. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith Podcast. As we say in Japan, Ja, Matane, see you next time.